if you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink Fosters and 4X beer. Jay Janis, welcome to Marketing Ear Biscuits. Thank you for filling in for me last week. It's a, uh, no worries. Pleasure to hear you and uh, Chris having a fantastic conversation about uh, just what assets to create and what uh, the thing that impressed me about what Chris was talking about was looking at audiences and when audiences aren't working and actually getting your head around that. So that was cool for me to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it's Thank a lot you. of value. Chris is, um, yeah, he's just solid, very solid. He's going to overtake you if you're not careful. I know, I got to okay. get, yeah. Keep on top of my game with with people like him around. That'll never happen. So today, mate, I'm, <laughs> uh, as you all might know, I was away last week in the Northern Territory uh, filming a mango farm. I want to share some stats about mangoes with you, and I've got some B-roll footage that Paulie was taking that I'm going to tie into the YouTube video because it's pretty impressive. Uh, we're then going to talk about a new feature in Facebook in-stream videos, and then, Jay, we're going to go to you and have a chat about how business owners should be protecting their data. And this is a scary thing, right? It's not just small business owners that we're talking to. We've been looking at multi, multi-million and even billion dollar companies that aren't yeah. protecting their data correctly when they're working with agencies. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. So mango facts. Last week. Yes, tell us about these mangoes. Where last, were you? I've been wanting to tell you. Uh, <laughs> So last week, Finchie, Paul and I were out at uh, Catherine in the Northern Territory at uh, King's Farms. It's a mango farm who's a client of ours. We're about to start some campaigns to promote uh, fruity fundraisers. So getting mango trays out to schools, clubs, community groups, churches, those sorts of things for uh, raising funds. Uh, funds, And also about to start doing some campaigns. It might not be this season, but next season we're going to do some pretty cool campaigns, uh, making sure that everyone knows that his fruit in Catherine is the best and getting people asking for it. So, mango stats. This farm out at Catherine, right, there's 19,000 mango trees. He's also planted about that again, which aren't going to start producing for seven years. So, it'll take seven years to get the first bit of fruit off a mango tree. The 19,000 trees that he's got in the ground right now is going to produce 5.5 million mangoes this season. Now, 5.5 million mangoes. They've got a really small window to pick these things, right? So they've got a maximum of 18 days between they're ready to pick and absolutely have to be picked. So 19,000 trees, 5.5 million mangoes, 160 plus staff, and 18 days to pick them and get them shipped to the capital cities around Australia to get them into Woolworths and specialty grocers. Crazy. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And even the lengths that they go through. So they have sunscreen for mangoes. And in the footage, I'll put a little bit of uh, drone footage of the poor got of the actual tractors putting sunscreen on these mango trees. Because mm. you know, us as consumers have just totally ballsed up their industry. And in if there's any imperfections on the skin, he can't sell them for top price, right? So he's got like the premium, the T1s, T2s and T3s. Someone like Woolies will take a T1 mango and that's it. If he doesn't spray them with sunscreen before like a bright sunny week in the lead up to picking, he can't sell them as a premium mango, right? So they work around the clock, literally tractors spraying sunscreen. Now it's not just sunscreen, it's some special whatever stuff, but they spray the whole trees with this stuff every single day almost just to stop mangoes going bad. Yeah, wow. 
that's my random fact about mangoes. We've got some cool videos that we've produced with Mitchell, the, uh, the owner of the farm out there. We've done a bit of a testimonial video with him. We've got heaps of beer off footage that we're going to go through. So I'm looking forward to how that one rolls out over the next year or two. Yeah, what's pretty cool, just I guess the segue out of that, is just that seven-year growth period is incredible, similar to business. You know, a lot of, you know, you get in the business and people often say it's five to seven years before you're stable, and, you know, traditionally speaking. Um, but that's a big investment. So 18,000 trees, was it? Planting. 19,000 trees he's got. 19,000 and it has to wait seven years to pull a harvest. That's right. So wow. yeah, our men, one of our mentors, Wes Holmes, actually talking about this on one of his videos the other day. And you know, someone was asking after three years of business not making money, should they give up? I was like, imagine waiting seven years to get a bit of fruit off a tree, right? And yeah. the amount of water and fertilizer and time and effort that goes into farming it's insane like we just don't know that. <laughs> yeah and i just love that mentality it's, it's a long game mentality where you're in it for the long haul you're prepared to do what it takes you know there's going to be an investment and you just you make that investment and just wait for it to pay off that's great yeah so the cool thing Mitchell was talking about it's a three-generation farm right so his father planted the trees the main trees 30 years ago and now he's planting the trees with his Two, three sons and daughter will eventually start farming and producing and making the living from. So that's really yeah, cool. Wow. Um, yeah. All right, cool. That's enough about mangoes. I've been trying to weave it into conversation for the last week. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to have to let it go now. Um, the next thing I want to quickly talk about is a new function on Facebook ads. So Facebook advertising has had in-stream videos for a little while. So similar to YouTube videos where you can actually put your sponsored video or sponsored message on a, a video within Facebook. Now, in-stream videos aren't anything new. What they've done is they've changed around how you can create conversions or uh, app installs. Um, on in-stream video campaigns. So the first 15 seconds of the ad will be shown and played in-stream. And then people now have the option to watch more. So you can do up to 120 seconds of video uh, in your in-stream video ad. Now, it's very similar to Facebook's pre-roll style ads or in-stream ads where uh, you're committed to watching the first 15 seconds. If you can make that punchy enough and if you have the right audience segmenting, you can actually get people then to watch up to 120 seconds of this ad and really get fine and go for a stronger conversion. So that's my one little tip that uh, I've noticed that's come out in the last week and it'd be cool to start seeing that in play. I'd love to hear people uh, using that and how well it's worked for them. Yeah, definitely. Jay, over to you, mate. Let's have a chat about how to protect your data. So. Like we said in the intro, tons of people that we've been working with lately from multi-million or multi-billion dollar companies just don't have the right assets. Or they're, they're, nothing's in their name correctly. There's agencies owning some things, they own other things. Let's actually break down these steps in owning your data and protecting your data regardless of who works on your account. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. So um, the, the reality is most people, I would say, don't understand their own businesses. Yeah. You're wearing so many hats and you're doing so many things at any given point. It's hard to be across everything. And digital marketing in particular is new to a lot of people and um, new to the, you know, I guess some traditional style businesses. And they're not, maybe not across things as much as they either need to be or, or should be. Um, and one of those things that we're finding uh, more and more is um, data. And what I mean about data is how are you tracking people that are coming to your website? Um, how are they getting there? Um, is it if it's via ads? Are you also tracking and maintaining and owning the data 
inside of those platforms that are generating the ads, such as Facebook mm. or Google ads or Pinterest or LinkedIn or whatever it might be, whatever those social platforms in particular are, is do you own your own ad account and do you own in your own business pages and do you own your own pixel? Um, that's something I guess finding more and more is people are really starting to get into digital marketing is that they're just not aware of. Um, so what we want to do is just literally step you through right now what to look for, how to set it up um, and make sure that it's set up correctly and then how to get, how to give people the appropriate access um, in order to work in your account. Um, do they need admin? Do they just need editor? Do, who are they? And how does an agency work on your account? So that's what we want to kind of step through right now. Awesome. So first thing is, you know that you know, when you set up, you know, you, you know, you're in the big world of Facebook in particular. So let's talk Facebook in this episode. Um, the big world of Facebook is, you know, you have a personal page like everybody does. And, and that's, you know, you jump on there, you look at your kids or, you know, or your partner or your family and you catch up and watch those, you know, catch up on what's news. Or dogs, you look at dogs as well, yeah. Dogs, yeah, yeah. I don't personally look at the cat ones. I like dogs. Um, You're a dog man, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a dog man. Sorry. Um, and the next step is then, you know, if you have a business, you just fire up a Facebook page. And you know a business page, and you know you, you put your business name on there, and your operating hours, and contact details, and you make a few posts, and that's all great. When you want to take it to the next step, is um, well at that stage, is your business page is is linked to your personal page, and there's a less of a, of a segregation between personal and business. The next step is setting up what's called a business manager account. And Can I stop you there? Because I knew you were going to say that. There kind of is another step before that which we see a lot of people go through and they might have their personal profile or they might start up a business page, but then they start boosting some posts on their business page. Oh, of course, yeah. It creates them a personal ad account, which then ties into the next step that you're going to say. Yeah, no, you're right. So the people, you know, it is possible to boost a post and, and I'm sure if you have a business page or a Facebook business page and you haven't delved into the wider side of ads manager, you've been given every opportunity that Facebook says, would you like to boost this post? Um, there's no shortage of those little nudges along the way. So, um, but what, what some people aren't aware of is what's called the Facebook business manager. And I think of business manager as the umbrella that all of the little, you know, the assets of Facebook can sit underneath. Um, and it's a place where you control permissions and grant access and revoke access um, to all of those assets. And those assets are your business page, your ad account, which is the nuts and bolts of where you, you, know, you run and you set your ads up from and you set budgets and you, you run your campaigns, as well as your Facebook pixel and catalogs. Um, it's also where you manage custom audiences and um, Instagram accounts and making sure that they're all talking to each other um, and a whole host of other things. So when you set up the business manager account, it's literally as simple as going to business.facebook.com. You sign in and it's done. So you then have a business manager account. The next step is then to go through and you go to pages and you can add the pages that you own. You do have to be an admin of those pages. Um, so if you created the page and you're set up as an admin, um, log into your business manager account, business.facebook.com, 
go to pages, click on the blue button that says add, type in your Facebook page or the URL, it'll pop up, click that and it's done. You, that business, Facebook business page is then inside of your business manager account. You then do the same for the ad account and for the pixels. Um, what, what, so that's basically how to, how to contain it all in a single business manager. Um, it also helps with things like managing passwords and logins and access. Um, the next thing I would do would be look at the users on each of those assets. So look at the users that the, um, or the people that have access to your business page, um, who have access to your ad account and the pixel and all the and all those different assets and decide whether, what sort of permissions they need. Do they even need access at all? So when people go through this process, right, if they've had you know, the staff member on the front end of Facebook's and they've got uh, editor access or admin access to that page, once you transfer that page over to the business manager, they'll be there. They'll just be greyed out until you give them the appropriate level of access within business manager, right? Does that staff member need to be a full admin with, uh, you know, credit card details and everything, or do they just need to be an editor or a contributor? Yeah. And, and I'd even, I'd, I guess step back slightly and just say as a business owner, make sure that at a minimum you are the admin of the page and then it is inside of your business manager. We've, we've had quite a few people where, you know, one client in particular where um, an ex employee set up the Facebook page and then when they left, it wasn't a very um, <coughs> happy end of contract and end of employment. Um, and it was all inside and it was all owned by that employee and that employee took everything with them and there was nothing that that business owner could do about it. Um, so it protects you as a business owner for any potential issues around That's right. that. That's right. Even if you don't use Facebook, just do it in your name, make sure you own the assets and the pages. It just yeah. makes it so much easier in the future. You wouldn't put your bank account in a staff member's name. Why put something like Facebook in someone else's name? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, so yeah, look, set up the users so you can choose their, their role. Are they employee or are they admin? And then you can get more detailed. You need to have um, read analyst, um, editor, advertiser, whatever those sorts of individual permissions. Yeah. Um, and make sure you own it. The next thing is then how do you work with an agency such as us or any other agency, you know, and, and there's two ways to do it. You know, the one way is to set them up in, as an admin and the same privileges as you, which I would say is the wrong way. The other way is to do what's called grant partner access. So if you're in business manager, top left corner in the, in the sidebar um, of business settings, um, you'll see users and then you'll also see partners. You hop into partners, and that is where you assign an agency access to your assets and to the assets that you want them to have access to. And also you can assign the appropriate level of permissions to them. It's the most important thing is that's also where you can remove their access if you need to. You can to. revoke them. And we see it time and time again, right? Like we come onto an ad account or a business account and there's like five agencies that have been in there in the past and they've all got administrative access to these creative assets on this page. Like uh, keep that data safe and remove people that don't need to be in there. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, you know, depending on permissions, they've got access to, you know, to 
the credit cards and they've got access to pixels and to data. And when we say data, it's the ability to analyze all of the traffic that your paid advertising has garnered. So you know, if you're running objectives, you know, say a simple traffic campaign and you've spent $50,000 in ads and you push that out, that data is really valuable. You know, a good agency and, or a good ad buyer will be able to analyze that data um, and, and pick it apart and kind of see some paths of action or um, opportunities um, that, you know, that are available to you as a business owner. So when you don't own that data and you don't, you, know, you don't have access to it, you lose the ability to see those insights and those opportunities that your advertising dollars have got you. Very well. I want to talk about an elephant in the room here as well. And when you leave uh, access to an account or a business manager to an agency or freelancer, and you have no idea who they're working with, what they're doing. If they start doing something that's against Facebook's terms of service, and that could be something as liberal as the wrong credit card information on that account, or they could decide to start advertising a product that maybe doesn't fit within Facebook's terms of service. Their business manager, which is connected to your business manager and ad account, could be the undoing. You could actually lose your ad account or business manager because you're associated with someone that you have no idea what they're doing and have no interaction with them. So that that alone is the number one reason to only have people who are working on your accounts act, you know, with access to your accounts. Absolutely. And the, the, there are a lot of potential downsides in terms of doing that. You know, if, if your ad account is owned by, you know, a, I guess an unethical agency, and they might have several businesses and several clients in the same space as what you are in. Um, and they can share audiences between each of those if they're in their business manager account, whereas they don't have that option. Um, you know, or that option's a lot more limited if you own that data and if you own the ad account. You know, so let's, you have to grant permission to share audiences. Let's break that down a little bit. So say you sell t-shirts online, you sell $2 million a year of t-shirts online, you're quite profitable in what you do, and you've built some amazing audiences out that you know purchase your shirts every single time. What happens if you don't own your data and that agency gets in? They can create an audience based off exactly the people who are purchasing your products. So they could take an audience off anyone who's purchased and suddenly start showing them t-shirts very similar to yours from a different ad account and start stealing your traffic. That's that's a massive breach of just unethical business, but sadly people do that sort of thing in Facebook advertising. Yeah, absolutely. And at, and at the end of the day, it's all about you protecting your business and you protecting your assets and you protecting your data um, because it all rolls downhill. You know, as a business owner, you, you know that you're responsible for, you know, well, we look at it, you're responsible for, the, for your employees and making sure that they've got a job at the end of the week. So, Jay, what, you know, we take that serious. Jay, what about content creators? So if you pay a Filipino or a, a cheap Aussie just to be producing organic content on your Instagram and Facebook page, should you be setting them up the same way? No. So they, I'd still put them through the business manager and you assign permission via business manager. But do they need admin access? No. Um, they can have content access or, um, you know, pay, well, what's it called? page editor access. Um, awesome. and, and you can lock down all the financial areas of business manager, your Facebook page and ad account. So that's not visible and not accessible to them. Okay, cool. So let's wrap this one up. So step-by-step step, how you should be containing your assets and protecting your data. So once set up a business manager under your name, 
Step yes. two, claim all your assets, your paid, your ad accounts, your pixels, claim all of those under that business manager. And then step three, give out user access based on what level of access they need from business manager. It's revocable, it's traceable, you can see who's on there at any given time. If you yep. don't need someone on there, remove them. You don't know what access they do and what they're using your account for. And even if you've got a freelancer who's just doing content creation for you, put them through business manager so you've got complete control of what they do and can remove them if you ever need to. Uh, yeah. Look, it's the only way that Facebook recommends in their terms of service. Doing it any other way is technically breaching how Facebook wants you to be using their platform. Uh, and it just makes simple sense, right? Retain your assets and protect your data. Absolutely. Awesome, Jay. Thanks so much for today, mate. Really good to uh, hear how it's been done because look, there's always been a ton of people who don't do it uh, that way. Hey, look, we work with one of the largest developers in Australia and it was uh, honestly a massive fight for you to get their data back in their name recently and it's just you know, do it right the first time. Um, mate, quickly wrapping up, are you prepared to help people if their uh, data's not put in their name and how you help? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, up. reach out to us. Yeah, definitely happy to have a chat cool. in the right direction. But use those steps. Have a look through those steps that we've given. That's there's a lot of information there. But um, yeah, always happy to help. Awesome. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, as always, like, comment, share, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let us know how we're going with the podcast. Give us a review on the podcasts that you're listening to. We're on Spotify and it's uh, Instagram. Doesn't have. We're on Spotify, <laughs> and iTunes, iTunes podcasts. Uh, let us know how we're going. We can only improve once we know what how we've actually gone. So, thank you, Jay. Awesome as always. Let's uh, chat again. Thanks, Dave. Good to have you back. Catches.